Welcome to the show, everyone. It is your host, Brandon Hagel, and today we are joined by money longer owner Jordan Hagel and uh, land shark owner Adam. How are you guys doing today, guys? Good. How are you, Brandon? I'm all right. Not too bad. I mean, ready to get this uh, week three started tonight. Podcast coming out a day late. We're going to be looking uh, at this week's matchups as well as last week's, uh, how that panned out. And then today we also got the championship odds, the first of the year coming out, um, made by yours truly, Money Longer. Um, and then also we're going to be going over uh, Ron's card for this coming week and then also what happened with his card last week. So, I mean, two weeks in, in the books, how are you guys feeling with your teams? I'm uh I'm happy, pleasantly surprised. Uh, Mon Ra, that guy's good. Lamar, you can win with him every week. Uh, the Land Sharks aren't; they're supposed to be a rebuilding here, but they're here to play. How about you, Money Longer? We're in a good spot. We're doing what we need to do. We got a big, big matchup this week. Maybe, maybe pick up our first win. Yeah, I mean, eighty-one points week one and sixty-eight for you. But like you said, you're trying to lose. Uh, as you mentioned in the group chat this week, this is your championship. I know you're uh, very excited for this one because now you actually are playing to win this week. So um, let's go over last week's matchups first. So we'll start with um, what I said was going to be the game of the week, which I believe I said the chosen ones in Moosin. Wow, what a letdown. 93-84, to 84, Moosin comes out on top. I mean, looking at that matchup i mean it was just bad all around there's nothing really that kind of like stood out everyone played bad i mean joe burrow struggling um what do you guys got to say about that matchup i just want to say sorry if you can hear this i'm sitting outside under like an awning and it is downpouring here in new <laughs> york so if there's bad audio that's on me but yeah that that matchup was a huge disappointment i mean chosen ones i don't know dude they are struggling yeah, they are. That matchup had a lot of tough uh, matchups in terms of the NFL uh, with Moosin, Derrick Henry against Buffalo, one of the best defenses, Leonard Fournette against New Orleans, who has a very underrated rush defense, and Dalvin Cook against Philadelphia, who has low-key a top-five defense uh, in the league. So or the matchups weren't favorable. Um, and same thing over with the chosen ones. Uh the Colts kind of just laid an egg in that game, so Taylor didn't really get his opportunities. Josh Jacobs sucked. Yeah, the chosen ones just suck. Yeah, I mean, they were probably supposed to be second, maybe, uh, in the South, but I mean, they're struggling. What are they? They're one of one, but I mean, 84 points with like a team that has like a lot of good players, that's just bad. And Moosin. As you mentioned, had a couple uh, – his running backs went up against some tough defenses. Um, but, yeah, I mean, very big letdown. So, for letdown of the week, I'm just doing this whole matchup here. That, that was brutal. Um, so, next, we'll go – we'll go with Landsharks here. Landsharks and Playboys. Playboys coming out on top, 138 to 119. Um, I mean, like, what went wrong for you, Adam? I mean – your team, you had two guys almost combined for a hundred of your one nineteen. Yeah, you just um the studs went and did what they needed to do, but going into Monday night with uh 
I think I had a 16-point cushion. That's just not enough when you got a guy like Josh Allen on Monday nights. We know what he does to round out the week. Um, but everybody else was a letdown. I, I got to figure out how to get the right guys started every week. You know, I mean, I put in Chase Edmonds. That was a bad play. There's some other guys. I got to get better myself. But I think the team will come around. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Playboys, Josh Allen and Chubb had very good uh, weeks. Um, yeah. Eckler, solid performance. Sutton played pretty well. James Conner, I mean, he's not playing as good as last year. So, Playboys, I mean, they have, they're have RBU. They have so many. Um, Jordy, do you have anything you wanted to say about this matchup here? No, not particularly. Adam already basically said, I mean, you need to have at least a 30-point lead playing Josh Allen in a final game, whether it be a Sunday night or Monday night game, because that dude will go off on a on a snap of the fingers. So Yeah. Um. So next, we had Red Roses and Money Longer. Red Roses winning 138 to 68. I mean, you were trying to lose this game, obviously, so not much to talk about here. We lost the locker room before the game even started by benching uh, Antonio Gibson for Eno Benjamin. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess Gibson did have like 11. But, yeah, I mean, Red Roses, they're looking good. Uh, Obviously, they got to figure out that running back situation because ETN not playing as much as they expected or putting up as uh, much numbers in the time he gets. But, I mean, Cooper Cup, great week from him. Jefferson and Adams, though, down week, uh, combining for about 15, 16 points. Mark Andrews, though great week from him and i will point out too before we get to the the next uh matchup the idps for red roses have been playing very well um if they can keep that up i mean they're already either like the favorite this year or the second behind tv remote so they can keep that up it's something to uh look out for i don't know how kosher it is to talk trades on the pod but Miles San- Booby Sanders and Antonio Gibson both on the block if you want to shore up that RB room. Yeah, no, I was actually uh, yesterday looking at some rosters trying to figure out who I could trade for. Cause... I, I do think Miles Sanders and that Eagles offense, like having a piece of that is important. Hurts, that dude is balling. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do use a committee, but Sanders definitely has been playing well. Um, Gibson, I mean, he's – Doing all right right now without Brian Robinson. See how he does when he comes back. But, yeah, I mean, the Roses, that's what it was last year, too, the running back position. But Dobbins should be coming back here this week or the next. And, obviously, we'll get he's back into it. But we'll have to see what happens moving forward. So, now we had – I was just going to say, while we're talking about running backs – uh, ETN, man, he's been disappointing. And James Robinson has been stepping up for C-Strike. That's just another running back room that i am been surprised by. Yeah, I mean, they did say coming into the year, Robinson was the starter. Um, but I didn't think that he'd start right from week one, coming back from that Achilles injury. I think it was like seven months removed from it. So, I mean, I don't know. Disappointed, to say the least. But, yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, if Robinson... I will say, though, if Robinson gets, like, re-injured any time this year, look out because ETN's going to be a stud. Yeah, that's the uh, early week C-strike. That's why Robinson's been starting. They know C-strike needs to go off in the early week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll go House of Fire and Bandits next. House of Fire, 
uh, kind of a surprise here. I mean, 128 to 108. I know, Jordy, you have uh, you probably have some say in this matchup just because you got, what, both of their picks? No, I have the Bears pick and Playboys pick. Oh, Playboys, that's it. The house, how the house that is on fire is very is uh, well aware of what could come in the coming weeks and does not want to trade that first pick. But now this was a this was a somewhat surprising matchup or uh, result. Uh, Greg Dortch played a huge role, honestly, for House of Fire to get thirteen and a half out of a very subpar receiver. Actually, both his receivers, Curtis Samuel, sucks too, and he put up nineteen. So. I don't think we're going to see too many weeks like that from House of Fire. Uh, Carson Wentz put up 30. Uh, those running backs, wow, what a letdown. Cincinnati can't block a peewee football team. And the Cowboys, I mean, have Cooper Rush, so they're just going to have the box stacked uh, against Zeke. So those uh, run, two running backs, Mixon and Elliott, probably not going to have the best seasons. Yeah, what do you got to say, Landsharks? You're up there in the uh, north. Yeah. I would just say this is the classic game where Bandits is going to look back on it and be burnt. And uh, 26 on the bench would have won in the game. Like, that, that's the type of start these Bandits need to make in order to win. Yeah, I mean, Tua, though, is very, like, inconsistent, I think. So, I see why he had some caution there. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So, but definitely should have gone Tua looking back on it now. Especially think- for the Bandits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Bandits' big issue, and we're going to see it over the course of the next few weeks uh, with bye weeks and whatnot, is the lack of depth. I mean, Naheem Hines is not a starting running back in any format. Um, he got he got a uh, good performance out of uh, the backyard football legend Pete Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> IDP, Noron Saints. Pete Warner is his name, but yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, House of Fire, like you said, Jordy, with Dorch and Samuel, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I feel like he always – every year he'll just have, like, a random guy that plays well. And I think Dorch – I mean, Samuel played well week one, but Dorch, I mean, picks him up and starts him. I guess he did have some injuries there. But, I mean, you pointed out Bandit's lack of depth. I think House of Fire is even worse. His depth is very bad. He doesn't want to trade his first-round pick because he knows he's about to go be in the bottom four. Yeah, and you pointed out Zeke, too. I mean, Pollard did have 17, and Zeke had five. So, I think the, as the season goes on, Pollard could take uh, more and more uh, of that work from Zeke. I mean, I think he's a more explosive back, more talented. So, that will be something to look like keep an eye on. I mean, Zeke – what is he, 27? Getting older, so, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, so House of Fire with the upset. And then the last matchup we had was TV Remote and C-Strike. Uh, TV Remote bounced back, winning 148-108. to 108. I mean, if Tyreek and Diggs are going to combine for 70-plus, I mean, they're probably going to win every week. I would say, um, yeah, like, TV remote, that team is good. They had Aaron Jones go for 30 on the bench and didn't even need it. Um, Russell Wilson and that Broncos team is a mess. I know Jordy feels strongly about how the Broncos run their offense. Uh, that's been ugly so far. I hope they figure it out because when the Broncos and Russ are playing well, you know, Broncos country, let's ride. That's fun for everybody. Yeah, I mean, Jordy, you got anything to say about this matchup? Uh, pretty expected match or uh, result here. 
obviously, like you said, Tyreek and Stephon Diggs kind of carried TV remote through. Um, Russell Wilson had a bad week, Kyle Pitts. So I, I think we can't be totally masked by the fact that Hill and Diggs both put up almost 40 points apiece. Um, there's some work that needs to be done there. It's not going to be as easy as everyone thought for TV remote. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the running back position for him, everyone thought, I mean, would be incredible. But, I mean, McCaffrey, Najee, Aaron Jones did have a great week. Um, But McCaffrey and Najee really not putting up the numbers people thought they would. Uh, So that's something to keep an eye on, as well as Kyle Pitts. I know a lot of people were hype on him. I will say, I know TV Remote probably doesn't listen to these podcasts. You need a tight end, I'd go try to buy Pitts low. I know he'll probably want like five firsts for him, but <laughs> yeah, Pitts has been struggling, but uh he's definitely still gonna be that guy for a lot of years. Um yeah. it's gonna be hard. I wanna see I'm interested to see how T V remote works Aaron Jones into his lineup because I don't know who you take out. CMC Najee, like those guys are hard to bench and then all three of those receivers, it's tough. I mean he's gonna he's gonna benefit greatly for bye weeks, but until we get there, I don't know how he gets Aaron Jones in. That's what yeah. I was going to touch on because he's going to have issues with who he needs to start. Because once you start getting in your head and you leave guys like Aaron Jones who put up 30 in one week on the bench, then you start overthinking and, and it becomes an issue. Yeah, that's that's kind of – we've seen that in the past too, I feel like, with other teams. When you have like very good guys that are still on your bench and then we – like it was with the chosen ones last year, I think, before his injuries – there were guys that were going off on his bench. Then he'd start them. They do bad. Like we see it year in year out. If you can't make the right moves, which, like I said, you don't really know going into the week. But I don't know. Yeah, that's something to look out for because I mean he's got Aaron Jones on his bench. Um, personally, if I were him, the only person I'd probably take out potentially week to week would be like either Najee or Tyreek because I think Tyreek, you know, he's always bound for those crazy weeks um but like he'll consistently probably get you like around 15 which is good and i don't know if jones will consistently do that because he's splitting with dylan but something to look uh look at i mean if he can't make those right starts that could lose him uh some weeks but after that jordy you want to do your championship odds here in between uh week two and week three sure All right, so kind of been out of the game for a little while with with the odds, um, but we're coming back, and I I think there's a big discrepancy this year. I don't think this is anywhere near as tightly packed as what I've had the odds in previous years. So, um, we'll we'll start from the top and then just work our way down. So, I've got the favorite as the Red Roses, and I have it as low as plus two hundred. Um, obviously the, the past few years you've won it, what, twice? Yeah. Two and four could have been three, really the experience there in terms of not overthinking who you're starting in those big games down the stretch, uh, and in the playoffs and championship, uh, play a big role, which is why I have it at plus 200. Um, and then I have the TV remote at plus 400. Like I said, I, I have some concerns around, uh, his week-to-week starters and and making the right decisions there. Um, and then, so those are our clear-cut top two. And then, honestly, I think this next section doesn't have a chance, but we'll go uh, continue down the line. We got the Playboys I have at plus 800. I just think with Josh Allen, um, 
think they're going to be a tough out. They seem to put up a lot of points year in and year out, uh, regardless if they win or not. They got, obviously, a really good running back uh, room there. Uh, got Moose in then at plus 1,000, which I was kind of surprised that I was putting him as the fourth uh, favorite. But good quarterback play, good running back play, and a few good wide receivers uh, in our league, which is very top-heavy, is all you really need. I got the chosen ones then at plus 1,100 with the fifth best odds. Um, still, Jonathan Taylor can carry you week to week, but I have my concerns around them and their uh, depth this year. Um, depth is a big part, too, with uh, making big runs in, in the yeah, to the championship. After the chosen ones, I have the Bandits also at plus 1,100. Um, they lack depth severely, but they have some star power that can uh, carry them through. Then I have the Land Sharks plus 2,000, uh, House of Fire plus 2,500, just because there is some talent on that roster, but uh, no depth at all. And then we have a C-Strike at plus 10,000. And if you would like to make a donation to the sports books, you have money longer at plus 40,000. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I kind of agree with everything there, like the position and everything. I mean, um, I think the ex- experience of the Red Roses definitely helps too. But, I mean, it is only week two, so – or three now. After Jordy – Gave out the C strike odds. I clicked the plus ten thousand, and Drake. They don't have no award for that camera. I just laughed. I forgot C strike had that music set on the website. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that always really... happens. <laughs> Trophies, man. That guy's not gonna get one of those if he keeps doing <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's bad there. I mean, zero two, and usually he starts out hot. So yeah, I don't know. But. but um, you guys got um, anything else you want to wrap up with there from yeah, week two? Yeah, so I'll say looking at the odds, I'd say I think personally the best value there is Moose in at plus 1,000. I think that team is solid, and he's going to be in the playoffs, I would say, in the South. So I think that's the best value. But overall, I like Roses and TV remote. Like Jordy said, um, those two teams are by far and away the best. And I don't know, but one of those two will be in the championship. And I think taking both is not a bad play. Yeah, so uh... – We'll jump into week three here. Um, got some some solid matchups. I mean, Playboy's TV remote is probably my matchup of the week. Um, I think that should be a pretty good one. Um, but Money Longer Bandits, that that's going to be a, a good game. Because like I said, Money Longer is trying to win this week for the first time probably all season except when he plays Bandit or Playboy. Playboy. Um, so yeah, we'll start we'll start matchup of the week with Playboy's TV remote. So um nothing really to point out. I don't think anyone other than maybe Swift is like hurt. Um but yeah, I mean two two great teams, two great running back rooms. Um obviously oh, TV remote is starting Aaron Jones this week. Um so we'll see how he does and if he can make the right move this week again um but yeah so what do you guys what are you guys thinking about this matchup this week adam you can start all right um starting with uh you said start with bandits money longer no playboys tv playboys TV. tv sorry um i got a text from fordham basketball i had to attend to 
Uh, Playboys TV, I think it is a very important game in the North. It'll show us early on if the Playboys kind of think they can compete with TV. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Playboys won. It could be one of those games where early in the season there's an upset and then the favorite kind of uses that as bulletin board material down the line. But Yeah, this is definitely our matchup of the week. Uh, a few things to point out here. I think it comes down to what the – what production the Playboys get out of their receivers, Jacoby Myers and Cortland Sutton. Uh, obviously, you know what you're going to get out of your three running backs and Josh Allen. Uh, those wide receivers will play a huge role. And then something to note, the TV remotes players have some tough matchups, like I spoke on last week. So we have Russell Wilson against the Niners, good defense there. McCaffrey against the Saints, who have surprisingly a good rush defense, although because that's somewhat of a divisional rivalry, McCaffrey generally plays decent against the Saints. Um, Najee Harrison against Cleveland. I mean, I, I see that game being relatively low scoring more than likely, although because it's a Thursday night game, it always is opposite of what uh, we as the public think. So there's a good chance that could be crazy as well. Um, Aaron Jones against Tampa. I, I don't see him getting much production in the run game. I think all his production will have to come from the passing game. Um, so, not the easiest of matchups right there for those guys, and uh, but it should should be a good good matchup overall for those two teams. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll take the upset this week. I think Playboy's gonna get the job done. Um, you guys, who are you guys picking this week? Yeah, if I had to take a pick, I'd go Playboy's as well. Um, well, Playboys are projected a little bit more, so I don't know if you can call that an upset. I oh, that's true. I didn't even think I'm still going to side with TV remote here. I think we're going to see a huge week from the Bengals. I think Jamar Chase might be putting up 40 plus, and I think Diggs could do it again against Miami after Miami got gashed by the the Ravens. So I think TV remote pulls through. It's going to be a close one regardless. It's important to keep in mind too with that Buffalo Miami game is that anytime Diggs scores, Josh Allen's going to get some points as well. So yeah. True. And that's a good point there, Adam. Um, next, we'll go money longer bandits. So, I'll let I'll let you speak, Jordy. I mean, this is your matchup. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, we don't have Kirk Cousins in prime time. That dude's like zero and seven in his last <laughs> seven prime time games. Uh, every uh, Lions game has been high scoring. I think Kirk Cousins is going off this week. Uh, we're only projected like. 13 less than the Bandits, so I think we're right there. I think Vegas knows what's about to go down. We got a big upset on our hands. I'd like to read my opponent a uh, a quote real quick. Um, so if you feel that you are defeated and have lost confidence in your ability to win, sit down, take a piece of paper, and make a list. Not of the factors that are against you, but of those that are for you. Bandits need to take that one to heart. That team has no future. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, looking at your starting lineup, uh, I see you got Tyler Boyd in over IU because, like you said, you think the Bengals are gonna have a big week. Um, I don't know too much about that Rashawn Evans character. I mean, there's some solid guys out there on uh, the uh, waiver wire you could scoop up, but I mean, yeah, I think this matchup's gonna be a lot closer than people think. Um, Bandits, the favorite. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I love the Gibson Miles Sanders playing against each other in a divisional game. I think there's going to be a lot of running in that Eagles command. I agree. I think that could be big. And uh, 
I also think what was I just looking at? Uh, yeah, Tyler Tyler Boyd could. I I haven't fully uh, committed to Tyler Boyd yet because I I do actually like Eno Benjamin against the Rams. Um, he's been getting a little bit more work with James Conner, kind of not playing as well. So not fully set yet on that uh, Tyler Boyd play, but yeah, it should be a good matchup. Yeah, just to give my take, I think this is the first time we're seeing a lineup, and it might be the only time we see it all year. I think Boyd personally is better than Ayuk and should be played like week in, week out, but playing matchups there makes sense for Money Longer. Um, yeah, I'm rooting for Money Longer in this one. I want the Bandits to lose. They're in the north. Keep all those wins down south. Let's go Money Longer. Yeah, um, I was going to say, too, I mean, Bandits, the favorite, obviously, um, but I I really want to see Money Longer win because this, this will be awesome. The Bandits got real hype after week one winning. And you could tell they're not used to it. So if Money Longer comes out and shocks the world, I mean, I, I would love to see the Bandits just cry in misery again. <laughs> we also no have to take into consideration the uh, social media presence of the fans of Money Longer posting pictures of Travis Kelsey without a beard and Alvin Kamara's mugshot. We're, we're in their heads. We're deeply in their heads. Bandits are, are rattled. He's looking at the history of our matchup and records and yada, yada, yada. We're deep in their heads. Money longer for the win. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you said about Eno Benjamin. Worth noting, too, Daryl Williams last week was getting uh, some more work. He kind of outplayed Benjamin a bit. So that's Yeah, un- unbelievable. I, um, the Land Sharks actually mishandled that situation. We drafted Daryl Williams, and then after week one, he didn't see an offensive snap, and I went to pick player week one and dropped Daryl Williams. He's now on House of Fires roster. Well done by House of Fire to scoop him up. Big yeah, mistake that, on us, but oh well. I will say House of Fire is a waiver wire beast. He always finds guys every year. Hunter Renfro last year snapped him from me and Daryl Williams. And, but yeah, so I'm going to go money longer here. I think they're going to pull off the upset. I hope they do. It, it'll be a great storyline. Um. So we'll go we'll go to Adam's matchup here. Land Sharks, House of Fire. Two teams, one and one. Um Adam looks like you don't have a full lineup in there. Uh, I just um I just noticed that as well. I just put in I picked up Miles Jack to upgrade my IDP this week, so I'm gonna throw uh, him in. All right. Well, I mean House of Fire starting Derek Carr this week. So three weeks, three different quarterbacks so far for him. Um Kind of interesting. I don't think we've ever seen that before. But back to starting Gabe Davis and Godwin this week uh, with his double tight end set as well. Um, yeah, Adam, what do you got to say? Yeah, I think I think Hasfire could be playing some mind games with that Derek Carr star. I don't know if that makes much sense for him, but um, it could also be biased. He's a Philly fan. He doesn't want to start winding some rooting against the Eagles, the Birds. So we'll see. I think that Monday night matchup, Giants-Cowboys, is going to be an ugly, low-scoring matchup. Absolute snooze fest on Monday night. But uh, Zeke, Saquon, those kind of guys in that game might be able to thrive. I'm a little higher on Zeke than you are. You said you think Pollard can keep going. I think Zeke's going to be all right. I, I don't. I think people are starting to count him out because Pollard does look good. But I think Zeke's going to score some touchdowns once that offense gets going, if Cooper Rush can actually get them down the field. But I, I think a Shark's got a good shot here. Yeah. Um, Jordy, you got anything you want to say? Uh, I think I have the house of fire in this one. Um, I just don't trust the running backs. 
on the land sharks and Juju Smith just scares the heck out of me. I feel like that dude's either going to put up 10 or put up three, and that's not a good thing regardless. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown's a dog, though. You could probably expect another 20-piece out of him. Um, yeah, I'm starting to think about when it's time to move Juju to the bench, but I'm going to probably bench him and it'll go for 25, so we'll see. And Albert O is a walking bagel. Too. Yeah, I – I was so high on him. I signed him to a four-year. I have him in like three of my four fantasy leagues. And this freaking guy, Noah Beck, is coming in and screwing it all up. That Broncos team is a mess. Alberto's a beast. He should be getting every red zone target, every third down target. I don't know. Unfortunately, that new head coach doesn't know what he's doing in Denver. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so uh, like you said, I mean, I see this week you got Chase Edmonds in, Melvin Gordon um, obviously Edmonds last week, what he had like four points or something. Yeah, there's a, I, I still have to do. I have to do some work. I think I might go with the three uh, wide receivers set this week instead of three running backs. We'll see, but Brees Hall will be back in my lineup likely. Um, yeah, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, so obviously not uh, most likely their starting lineup for this week, but you have to keep an eye and see what they. Uh, what their final lineup ends up being. But regardless, um, I'm going to go – I think the Landsharks are going to get it done. I think they're going to have another big week from Lamar and Amon Ra. Um, Kareem Hunt as well. I mean, how many did he have last week? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, it was lower than the first week, obviously, but I think it was like eight or nine. He had 8.4. Yeah, that ain't bad, though. I mean, from a backup running back, I mean – they they split time. I think he'll have a pretty good uh, performance there. Yeah, he's so touchdown dependent. I just need him to score a touchdown a week, and that would be yeah. big. Yeah, so I'm going to go Land Sharks here. Um, I think they're going to – or, yeah, I said Land Sharks. I think they're going to get it done. Um, pacifier, I'm not big on them. I think, as Jordy always says, it's a house on fire. Um, yeah. I'll stick with the Land Sharks, too, for my pick. Yeah. Um. We'll go Red Roses, Chosen Ones. Um, <clears throat> Chosen Ones obviously hasn't really submitted their lineup yet because Mike Evans is still in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who he starts in his place, uh, whether he goes DK Metcalf or Christian Kirk, who has had two pretty good performances uh, the first two weeks. I mean, I think he's going to be a lot better this year than he was last year. So – Gonna be interesting to see who he starts. Um, he might get George Kittle back this week too. Yeah, that I was gonna say that as well, because uh, they were saying he was close to playing last week. So I assume he'd be be back this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, Red Roses right now. J.K. Dobbins in. I I personally believe that he will play this week. Now it may not be a lot. I I'm not also fully in on starting him this week either. Um, and, I, I mean, I really don't know who I'm going to start at that other running back spot, whether it's Pollard. I had him in earlier this morning. Uh, ETN again. Like, who knows? Damian Harris. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But I'll make that move uh, to see who I start probably Sunday morning. And then Red just... Rose is just throwing some smoke screens out. He doesn't want the chosen ones to know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm big on Dobbins, but – I was reading stuff saying that he most likely will come back this week, but they won't really use him until, like, fully until, like, week six, seven. Yeah. 
if so I had made the predictions, I would expect to see J.K. Dobbins from Roses and Christian Kirk from the Chosen One. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something to note, though, moving forward, that obviously right now they're struggling with running backs, like in running back play. But when Dobbins is back and healthy, I mean, you saw in, at the end of 2020, he was a stud. And, I mean, if he can return to any – even – like 80% of what he was playing at, I mean, I think the Roses will be fine. Uh, but this week, I'm going Roses. Trying to do the reverse jinx he is. <laughs> um, th- this is a matchup that I foresee just having a ton of points in it. Um, I think whoever loses this matchup is going to be very upset because they would have beaten every other opponent in the league this week. Um, I, I see this being like 160 to 150. Uh, I, I see a lot of good matchups. I think Kyler Murray's going to have a huge week against the Rams. Um, David Montgomery should have a big week against the Texans. Justin Jefferson should have 30 against the Lions. Cooper Cup, same thing, 30 against the Cardinals. Um, and Devontae Adams, I mean, Tennessee's secondary has been absolutely atrocious. We just saw that on Monday night. Um, I think the Roses could put up 175, 180, honestly. Um, but I also see some favorable matchups for the Chosen Ones, Josh Jacobs against Tennessee, Burrow against the Jets, uh, Taylor against the Chiefs, a- even A.J. Brown against the Commanders. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very high-scoring matchup. I got to go to the Roses, so uh, I-, I-, I see a lot of very favorable matchups. Uh you can guarantee the uh, Playboys will, after hearing that analysis, have the over 237 on their card. I, I, I do have the uh, the card for this week. I'll go over that at the end. Um, but it's not looking like it's on there. Wow. I will say it's not Maybe on. it'll be a late ad. Um, so, yeah, Adam, what do you think here? Uh, yeah, I agree with Jordy. This is going to be a great match. I have a lot of points everywhere. I do think the chosen ones are uh... – they have some great upside here, and I think the Roses, I don't know. It's just everything seems to be lining up too perfectly for them. There's something that's going to go wrong. I kind of feel like down the line in week three, it's still early, but the Roses got to hit some adversity at some point. I think it could be this week. I would pick the chosen ones. All right, so interesting there. Um, and we'll go last matchup, Moosin and C-Strike. C-Strike thinks he's going to get the job done this week. I mean – Personally, I don't see it. If there's a week for him to do it, I think it could be this week. Um, got He actually has a decent lineup rolling out there. The only issue I see is I have a feeling the Jaguars are going to be get down a lot of points to the Chargers, and I think there's going to be a lot of ETN in the late third and fourth quarter of them just throwing dump-offs. Um, so I don't think James Robinson is going to get the production he has been. Um Mike Williams should have a big week for C-Strike uh, and obviously Mahomes. But I, I think the Moose can easily take this one. Yeah, we all we set. have the same scenario as the uh, Playboys game with the Allen Diggs, opposite matchups. Moose has Herbert, C-Strike has Mike Williams. So that's just unfortunate for them. Um, yeah, I would go Moose in here. Yeah, I'm going to go Moose in as well. I think C-Strike just isn't – like, they're just not a good team. I mean, they were huge on Rashad Penny. And Kenneth Walker comes back last week, didn't even do much, and Penny had 
and Jeffrey Wilson, I mean, I don't think he's that great either. Bad matchup, too. Yeah. And James Robinson, I agree. That's another reason why I don't know who I'm starting at because I always think stuff like that, too, and I think they're going to be getting smoked by the Chargers. Now, last week, I did see Robinson was in more uh, on third downs than the week before. Literally, the week week one, ETN was in on every single third down but one. Last week, Robinson had some more work on third down. But I agree. I think he's going to get over 10 unless he scores. That's like his only hope. Um, and even then, I just don't – I don't know. I don't see him playing that well either because I think they're going to be getting killed. Um, Jarvis Landry, I mean, I'm not big on him. Uh, we'll see if he throws in like Alan Lazard or something, like someone I know – He's high on him, but, I mean, he didn't do too much last week. Um, Irv Smith, <laughs> yeah, he was trying to say, oh, he's going to be a stud. He's been saying that for years. I guarantee you this week he gets hurt. He's a walking injury. Um, but, yeah. He almost had a massive week last week. He dropped a pass. That huge touchdown, yeah. 60-yard touchdown against the Eagles, and he already had one, I think, at that point. Yeah, he did. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to go Moosin. So, We'll look at the, uh, the the standings here, and then we'll go over the, um, the Ron's card from last week and then his one for this week. But So right now in the north, we have TV Remote 1, Playboys 2, Bandits 3, Landsharks 4, House of Fire 5. A lot of one-on-one teams up there. Um, and for the south, Red Roses 2-0 and at 1. Moosin 2, Chosen Ones 3. C-Strike, four, and Money Longer, five. Money Longer, 149 points through two weeks. Yikes. Yeah, we just have had some unlucky matchups. We're getting lit up our defense. (laughs) (laughs) We've let up 252 points, which is unacceptable. We need to lock it down a little more. Yeah, I mean, that's bad, I think. (laughs) I think I may have had more points week one than you've got through two weeks, but you are trying to lose, so. Respectfully trying to lose. Yeah. Um. So last week, obviously, we knew Ron was 10-0 and 0 in his first ever card. Uh, last week, he had Sharks plus 18.7, which hit. Playboys won by 18.67. Wow. So, I did not even realize that that was that close. Yeah. Um, TV remote C-Strike, he had under 239.1, did not hit. Bandits uh, team total over 125.76, did not hit. Roses minus 41.3, that hit. Chosen Ones and Moosin under 257.3. That hit. And then uh, his player props, he had Albert Uquegabanam, or however the rip you say it, over 6.86. Yeah. Zero. Zero. <laughs> awesome. Sharks, three RBs under 35.86. That hit. Tyler Bass over 6.19. That hit. Mike Williams under 15.39. Did not. DJ Moore over 10.5 hit. Cup under 18.19 did not. AJ Brown over 12.93 did not. Robert Tunyon over 5.99 did not hit. Ron, when he sent me this, he said, I do not know how to pick tight end <laughs> player props. He got, I think he went over three or, or no, he only had two. He only had two, but so he finished six and seven. So he's now 16 and seven through two weeks. And uh, week three, He's got Playboys minus 4.2, Money Longer plus 14.2, and 
Land Sharks plus 3.1, Moosin, uh, team total under 129.7, Roses minus 17.9, and then player props, he's got Micah Parsons over 8.43, Brandon Ayuk over 9.01, Amon Ra over 13.08, Cade York over 4.99, Darren Waller under 10.18, Hertz over Herbert, I mean, I guess he's going to get more points. That's what he's saying there. Um, Jeff Wilson under 12.44 and AJ Brown over 12.66. I think there's some funky business going on with that line on the Cade York. I would be putting my life savings. I would, everything I had, I'd be taking that over. Yeah, 4.99. That's I like, do my kick six field goals tonight. Yeah, Vegas needs to get on that. My lock of the week would be the Red Roses over, well, Projected's 136.63, so I, I'll add a couple points to that and put it at 139.5. I'd be putting everything on the over of 139.5. Wow. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I mean, you heard it here. He just said that. We'll have to see next week. Um, one thing, too, off that card that I was looking at that I forgot to say. Um, obviously, we said, like, with TV remote, um, they don't really know who to start week in and week out. Same for Landsharks. I mean, Moosin's got Hertz and Herbert. So, that, I mean, obviously Herbert, he's been starting week in and week out so far. But that's something to, like, look at, too. I mean, does he try trading one of them, do you think, or what? Keep both? I feel like I feel like us as a league, we don't really put too much value into quarterbacks. And when there is a quarterback that's valuable, none of us want to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Hertz is at that point yet. Sure, he's had it. Just ha- is coming off probably one of his best weeks of his career, but he hasn't showed us enough. Herbert, on the other hand, yeah, I mean he's worth it, but no one's really going to overpay for a quarterback in in this type of league. I agree. I also think it's worth it sometimes. Bo could just hold on to him and have his quarterback situation locked up for potentially the next six years. That's kind of what I did. I had Lamar and Russ for those years, and I um kind of just rode with it. It worked out for me. I uh, had great quarterback play for the first four years, and that kind of reflects my my banners that I have. Yeah, well, I mean, it also at times hurt you because you didn't know who to start. You That's know? true as well. There's, there's pros and cons. Yeah. Um, also, with me last year, I had Brady and Kyler, and Kyler was my franchise guy. Um, during the regular season, I was starting Brady, but at the end I said, you know what? I'm going to start Tyler. I mean, he's the franchise guy. We're going to ride with him, and he got it done for me. So, I mean, you guys got any any last words before we wrap up the pod? Yeah, I guess I would say one thing that I thought was funny is that Bandits country, let's ride, has been uh, Connor's sort of mantra this year, Broncos country, let's ride, and they're both kind of in the same state right now, both franchises. Yeah. Jordy, you got anything? No, let's have a good week. Let's see a money longer upset. Yeah. Three. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace. Yes, sir.